millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Jules. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome. Welcome to, this is Jules and Sarah, the podcast, but we decided when we were planning this series that the last episode of this series would be a wobble. Yeah. And if a you collab. a collab. And if you haven't listened to Wobble before, um Wobble is a podcast that Sarah and I created about mental health and body confidence. And I'm just going to flat out say way before that was a thing. It was way before people were talking about it in podcasts and it was a very it was a space that Sarah and I have always always spoken about with one another we've always been those friends who unpack how we're feeling we talk about into it we get into it straight away and there's no shame between our friendship there's and we talk about our mental health we talk about physical health we talk about little things like anything that's kind of sending us a bit bit, oh i don't feel right going west Yeah. yeah um so we said that when we were doing this we really wanted to have this conversation um, with one another yeah. about how we're feeling and about like as Sarah said just before kind of about what it's like behind what you see on social media behind what you see or hear on podcast episodes like actually the like not the realers because we are real but yeah. like how we're doing yes the sort of yeah because it's very easy I think to watch perhaps you follow us on Instagram perhaps you see us online perhaps you just listen to the podcast it's very easy to go, oh, it's all fun and laughter and giggles and, and silliness and, and joy it, it, all the time. It is that. But it, of but course, also, nobody's like that all no. the time. And and everybody's got stuff that they're dealing with and everybody's got stuff that they're going through. And we just wanted to, yeah, we just wanted to give a little, a moment to really talk about some of that. And it's also stuff that we don't get to talk about anywhere else because yeah. that's not... For whatever reason, that's just not what our socials or, or the podcast yeah. is for. So it's actually really nice to have a space. So welcome to our therapy session. Yeah. You know, but it's nice to have a space where we can share and we can talk about these things. Because yeah. I've always found and we've always found that by doing that, it invites other people to do it. Yeah. And I'm always surprised because you and I will get in there. And and I've got, fr- you know, I think your friends are very similar to my friends in that that's where you get in. You know, you, you go in. You don't sort of talk about the weather and, no. you know, like, um, you know what I mean? Like we get, we get into it. And I'm always surprised when I meet somebody new and, and it doesn't go there. I'm like, oh, 
oh, well, what are we going to talk about then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are, are we just, this is just nice chat. Are we just having this lunch? Just, yeah, this is no chat chat. What's this? Like, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really do this. Um, so yeah, so it's just lovely to, because there's been a lot going on. You know, I've had a baby and I'm having another baby very quickly. That seems to be happening. Um, and, you know, our lives have just changed. I, I don't know. It's just very easy to to look at, you know, people and go, oh, they're all fine. They're all sorted. And it's just it's just not the case because so much has changed. So much has changed because we stopped doing the podcast just before I had Nancy. Yeah. So I was really pregnant at that point. And then we thought we'd bring it back. But Nancy's now 18 months and I'm going to have a baby in, well, at the time of recording in 10 weeks. Um, fun, two under two, uh, which is a lot. Um, but I think, well, I mean, one of the biggest changes for me was last year, last April, I had finally had it with my anxiety, which, as you know, has plagued me, I mean, all my adult life. I what, can remember being a teenager. What did we call your anxiety? We used to call it, um, oh God, what did we call it? Vic Barlow. Vic Barlow, because Vic Barlow, it's so funny that we called it that. Vic Barlow was a dog trainer, is a dog trainer yeah. by my mum. And she, and, and Vic Barlow used to train mum's previous Labrador, Molly. And he would say to June, well, what are you doing for its, you know, mental mental state and mum was like oh well I walk it and she went and he went you could walk this dog to Sheffield and back it needs mental stimulation and so just that idea of being very tired from too much mental stimulation and too much thinking and too much overthinking which is was my experience of anxiety and I think it's true of a lot of people um, I would get very, very tired. So yeah, you, Jules was like, that's Vic Barlow talking. That's that overthinking, that anxiety moment. And we found that naming Vic Barlow... It was helpful. It was helpful because yeah. I think for me, I would sit and I'd see the anxiety taking over. And Sarah used to stress about things that were just not like yeah. important. And so by naming Vic Barlow, Vic Barlow, yeah. then you would know that, oh, wait, I... This isn't me. This isn't yeah. actually... I think it was really helpful. I think it was really helpful for you to point... To have... To be to, able For to you say, and I to have that language yeah, between us yeah. that you could go, this is that, by yeah, the way. This is what's Because happening. you could see it because I couldn't. Yeah. And I think when you're in it, you can't see it. And no. that's, that for me was one of the... <clears throat> I mean, there were so many things that were utterly crap about anxiety. But you can't... It's like a fog. It just comes in and it's just foggy and you can't work out what to do next and you can't see the wood for the trees and you can't see what's real and what's not. That was my experience of it. And so in April last year, so I had Nancy. Nancy would have been about um, maybe seven months, something like that. And I was just done with feeling like this. And I was like, I have waited for this to go away on its own. It has not. I have um, waited until I've put all those lifestyle choices in place. <clears throat> the early nights, the good food, the meditation, the exercise, the outdoor walks, you know, all of those things that we know, we know are really good for us. I was done with waiting for those things to appear in my life. And so I was like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call out here. And I called my GP, who put me in touch with the mental health nurse. 
and she put me on meds. She was like, and that conversation, she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. And I know there will be people, you might be listening to this and you might be worried about calling the doctor or whatever. And, and or you might have not had that experience. And I'm really sorry if that was the case. But if you haven't reached out and you're thinking of reaching out, my experience could not have been more positive. And she was so lovely. And she was like, you don't have, she was like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry you've been feeling like this. And just to hear somebody do that, I was like, oh my God, I'm not like coming up with this myself, you know, because that's that's easy to get into a trap of that because you're like, well, this is me doing this to me. So I must be wrong. You know, I must be an idiot. I must be useless. And I'm, uh, you know, why do I do this? Why am I like this? And then it's this vicious cycle, you know, of God, self-hatred and toxic self-talk mixed in with the anxiety. Mm. It's just, it's hell, it's awful. And you just don't have to feel like that. And that's the stage that I'd got to. And so since last April, I've been taking meds every day and I can't tell you the difference it's made to my life. It, it, it was, it's so apparent now, you know, all of the things that I was trying to do to appease the situation and to try and combat the anxiety was a chemical. You know, it's a chemical thing. Yeah. And and once you realise that, or once I realised that, I was like, okay, I can take this. And I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be on meds forever. I don't know. I've, I'm on them now. I've got no Who intention knows? of coming off them. Yeah. You know, and obviously I had to have that conversation with myself when I got pregnant again. You know, I had to sort of get information around that. And, and you know, that's everybody's personal choice. Um. And I just, yeah, it's it's been, well, it's just been life-changing. It's been completely life-changing. And I'm not saying that I'm cock-a-hoop all the time and I never have those feelings, but the, the, the distance, the space that you can put in. And also when something comes in, you know, that would have sent me off, mm. like, you know, you know, whatever that would be, I can feel myself going down that path, but it's not there. That's how it feels. It feels like, oh God, I'm going to go, oh no, it's fine. I've just come over here actually. Yeah, wow. I've just, yeah, I've just, and that's, that's only medication I feel could have done that for me. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It's amazing. And also like, well done for talking about that. Like, yeah. but, like lots of people wouldn't. Yeah. And Well, I didn't for years. For years and years and years, I was like, no, I'm not. I, I wrote about it. I was like, no, I'm not going to take medication. Don't want to go down that route. No, no, no. I'll fix it on my own. It's a very... I don't know it's quite self it's a bit of self-flagellation I suppose to go no 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 I'll deal with this on my own leave you know I'm strong enough I'm strong enough to deal with this on my own it's only my mind or whatever and it's just it's just not true you don't need to no I think I think it's just like I have this theory at the moment where and I hate to say the pandemic I hate to use the pandemic word but like coming out of that panny d panny d yeah. coming out of that and life just going straight back to normal. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah. that was massive. And I just don't think my brain is, like, ready to to do everything again. Like, mm. do all the things and be doing Definitely. All the- and it's like, actually, that was huge. Mm. That was a massive moment. <laughs> like, we can never... I, I don't think anyone's the same after that. I don't think you know, so. I don't, I don't think I people think... talk about it either. No, it's sort of like, oh, that's all done now. Mm. That's all done with and over and, you know, things are all back to normal and i think actually it's that phrase of back we're not going back no. we, none of us went back to who we were 
pre-pandemic. How could you? You know, if it had been a little something that lasted three weeks, fine. It was two years mm. for for some people longer. It was it was huge. It was completely life altering for everyone. And yeah, I think I think it's a really good point that you've raised that um, a lot of us are still feeling the effects of it in some way. Yeah, massively. I think for me, I've definitely feel it in terms of. Uh, body confidence because I think I was a lot more confident before the pandemic I think that uh, especially in the last eight months um, not being in a great place with my body have been having to work really hard behind the scenes because obviously the moment that those thoughts start to come in when you're doing body confidence and it's part of your brand and who you are it affects everything and it affects my work and when it affects my work then I feel out of balance and I don't feel sexy when I'm around Dutch I don't feel confident don't like my wardrobe don't like anything in my house don't want I want everything to change I just don't want to just don't want to be just don't want to be um so that is something that I'm actually working through at the moment and then um also and I haven't spoken about this online but I, I know we've spoken about it um seasonal depression yeah I've absolutely had seasonal depression I think I've had seasonal depression every year of my life but I've always just put it in the box of I hate winter I'm just not a winter person I'm I like heat I like summer food blah 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 Mm. this year um yeah it's been really really fucking hard behind the scenes and showing up every day with a smile on your face on an app and um, going into meetings and smiling and laughing and being that person, this big, vibrant, optimistic person that is the core of our paradises. This person online is really hard when you're putting the smile on and actually you're not feeling yourself. Um, so March, I've had to take myself on this massive journey and it really came from actually opening up about how I was feeling. I was really bottling it up and speaking to you, speaking to Dutch, speaking to my best friends about it and saying, do you know what? I'm actually not okay. Like I'm, I'm really not okay. Um, that's really just airing what's in my brain and airing what I was feeling, putting it out into the open. I remember you just saying, once it's out, you're like, oh, well, there we go. Yeah. That's that there. Was it helpful to find a label like SAD? Was it helpful to go? So yeah. helpful, but I didn't. I don't think I. Re- I didn't realize it until Dutch, because Dutch and I had named it the fog, and we were like. There's fog here, we don't know why. And there was times when, like I've not gone to social situations, I've canceled my diary. Um, I've really felt like not getting out of bed some days. Like there were days when Dutch was away, I just didn't open the curtains. I was like, I just can't be bothered today. Not me. No. That's not me at I all. Can't, and, and there'll be people listening who, well, well I'm stunned to hear that. Um, so it's like, I think when I spoke to Dutch about it, I was like, God, everything that I'm describing, and I know all of this from working, from doing Wobble, from working with other people in in the mental health space, I was thinking, God, this sounds like depression. And I'm not the kind of person who gets depressed. Like, I, I, I haven't got depression. And then I Googled seasonal depression, and I went through, and everything that it said on the NHS, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everything here I have absolutely felt, I've absolutely had. So at the moment, I'm monitoring how I'm feeling because I'm not going to go to the doctor now because I want to see how I feel in the summer. Yeah. Because if it is seasonal depression, let's see how we go in the summer. But it is all going on behind closed doors. Like you, 
everybody has their stuff, everybody has their feelings. But the most important thing that I felt about it is talking about it, is opening up about how I'm feeling. And I think the generation above us, I definitely feel, and I think you'll agree with this, Sarah, is very much like, how can you talk about your feelings so publicly? How can you talk about this? And the thing is, it's like, what I've learned is actually bottling them up, and I learned this the hard way in my school days, bottling things up actually only sends you in one direction. It, it isn't, it is just the worst thing that you can do, in my experience, talking about them, being open, and actually like, being okay with not being okay, I think is a really helpful thing in order to move forward. And then I now think it's kind of the only way. It's the only way, but people don't realise that that's the only way. No, and I think the I think the reason that I wanted to ask you if it was helpful to put a label on yeah. it is because when I first started, oh God, I mean, this was years ago, when I was able to put the label of anxiety onto how I was feeling, it suddenly allowed me to be able to talk about it because that's very hard when you don't have the language mm. to describe how you're feeling. Um, which is why it's so important to keep trying to find it, which can be very frustrating. It can be like, well, I sort of feel like this and I feel like that. And then somebody makes a suggestion. You're like, no, it's not really that, but it's not this. It's very, so it, keep going, keep going with trying to find and, the words, trying to find something. And I think something. as well, like I, I've had lots of therapy before. We've spoken about therapy um, and I, know all the different rules and tricks to making yourself feel better and it's something but I'd almost rested on my laurels with it I'd almost thought oh yeah well I know what to do and then I yeah. just stopped doing it thinking that I knew because I knew what to do stopping doing it was going to be fine and it was my friend Tessa who she said to me that she was on a gratitude journey and she was practicing gratitude and there was lovely moments where she sent me a voice note out of the blue telling me everything that she loved about our friendship and why she was grateful that I was in her life. It was very emotional. But I remember her telling me about this and I think, oh, that's nice. And then actually when I Googled and like worked out that it, I think it is seasonal depression. Yeah. I remember thinking, I actually, when was the last time I practiced gratitude? I was thinking, I'm not practicing it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything that my therapist had told me to do years ago. I'm not doing, I'm just going on those dog walks having that monologue in my head. And so in March, I've been on a um, small acts of kindness journey in secret. Like I've been donating to charity or if someone says I'm running a marathon, I donate to them. I'm buying strangers a cup of coffee in the queue. I'm saying like nice things to other people just to like spread a bit of gratitude and bring me some joy. Um, Has it worked? It's working, yeah. I'm doing a gratitude journal every single night and that's really helping. Um, and also, like I've, I had actually had an Akashic Records reading, which is when they really they go into your soul and like read about past lives. But one one of the readings that came out from that was saying that I need to actually go deeper into myself and learn about not just keep it so surface level, like take it deeper. And actually, I think that's been really helpful. I've been like, actually, yeah, I need to go on like a bit of a self-love journey. I need to, anything that's going to make me feel good, mm. I need to actually invest my time there. And if that means not going on a night out because the next day I need to be fresh to do this thing that makes me feel good, well, that's what I have to do. I have to prioritize yeah. the vibes. Um, so yeah, I'm on a bit of a journey behind the scenes, which 
I will start sharing Orlando. Actually, when this comes out, I might have started sharing it. But I also might not. Yeah. I might not. I think it's really interesting that as someone who is all about positivity and is all about body confidence and optimism and generally feeling good and and, and doing all of the gratitude, doing all of those things, I think... It, there's a really interesting relationship mm. between you being that person, but not necessarily being able to be that person for yourself. You, do you know what I mean? Or like just not all the time. having being able, to, like, but almost because uh, I think the other thing that we can do as well is think we're healed. Mm. Like you're like, well, I've dealt with my body positivity, issues, and I think that's and where that's, I was. I've done it. I've done it. I did all that, so yeah. I'm fine with that. So I'll, that'll never affect me again. I'll never have those sorts of thoughts again. And so, yeah, I think it's really important. Actually, one to remember that you're not immune like do you know what I mean you don't mm. and, and to remind everyone to remind all of us that you don't get fixed you don't get to arrive one day and there's go, no one oh I've done yeah there's no like you know magical golden land that we're going to arrive at one day where you know we can just like skip through life with no cares or concerns and just being like oh all that negative toxic talk that I those intrusive thoughts that I used to have no they don't affect me anymore because I did this it just doesn't work like that no and it's something that I say when I'm doing other podcast interviews and like other interviews especially I'm like the body confidence one doesn't exist you have to keep working on it and it's so true but I think I'd almost that I'd become I don't know like a catchphrase and I'm not saying Mm. that I am there are I am body confident 100% I am and I compare that to what I was like when I was 20 um but it's like a constant journey and a constant yeah. work in progress. Always. It is constantly work in progress. And I think that, um, yeah, sometimes, especially in the industry, I think people just think I found the confidence. Yeah. And they think, oh, well, he talks about it online. He takes his clothes off online. He talks about the confidence journey. It's not the case. Like, I'm, I'm still somebody with trauma and with past issues and they will never go away. I'm just learning coping mechanisms to like help me deal with these thoughts. Yeah. It's interesting what you were saying that it, it seemed to really come in over the winter. You know, yeah. like like it's really, this particular winter yeah. has really, sounds like it's knocked you over a bit yeah. with that. And how's that feeling now? Um, Getting less and less. Um, Speaking to friends has been super helpful. Um went to Miami with some friends just to get some sun after a work trip because I, t- I told my friend Mark that I was feeling this way and he said, no, we need to go to Miami. We can go. We can make this work. Well, let's Great get that some, you could do that. Well, let's get what some heat. Um, and probably by the time this one comes out, I'll have just had a holiday, which we hadn't booked and we booked the holiday, so made sure we were going to some somewhere hot. Um, and this Christmas coming, I don't think I'm going to be here for Christmas. I think I'm going somewhere hot. I'm getting out. And I'm just going to have three weeks in the sun because I I know that mentally I need it. I need it. So nice to know yourself. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Getting to really know yourself mm. and know your patterns and know what works and know know how your year looks. I think that's something else actually that I've embraced in the last last couple of years. I sort of I think I wrote about this in my newsletter. Living a bit more seasonally, so really noticing that we're all in a cycle and we're all in a pattern and you know, like winter's not going to last forever. Summer's not going to last forever. Like we're all just on this cycle. We're, we're somewhere along it and, and and it will come back again. You know, everything's going to come ra- back round. And if you don't feel good now, it will pass and then you'll feel good again. And then, you know, something will happen. And with that's, and that's 
what we're going through. And and I think for a long time, if I did start to feel good, I'd be like, oh my God, it's going to go. I'm going to lose it. It's going to be fleeting. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got to cling on to it. I've got to grab hold of it and, and getting really scared of feeling bad again. And actually just knowing that that is how it works, mm. that you do just... Because change is the only constant. Yeah. Yeah. But how nice to learn. Like, I feel like I've I've learned more about how I operate across the year mm. now. Like, I always used to be amazed by August. I used to be like, why is nothing happening? Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening with work. Nobody's around. And then it took me a while. And I'm like, oh, it's August. So knowing that now, knowing that nothing really happens in August and nothing seems to happen early January, particularly for me, it's really, it, it's lovely because you mm. can sort of like look across your year and go, okay. And then you can look every three months and go, okay, well, that's going to be winter. You know, I've even changed my wardrobe according to that. Like I realized I can't wear trainers all year round because they get muddy and they get dirty. Yeah. And then, so I need, what do I need? Okay, well, I need a good dog walk boot, but I won't want to wear the dog walk boot if I go out for lunch. But if it's raining, I won't want to wear my trainers. You know, just little things like that. And and that has made everything so much smoother because I've always struggled with clothes and wardrobes and what to wear and and all the rest of it. And actually to streamline that and to to look at that more seasonally, although it sounds so obvious, has actually been reduced a lot of stress for me mm. to go, okay, well, I'm going to wear this now and I wear this now. And I always remember, I'll always remember like coming to your house in sort of spring and being absolutely boiling, like wearing a big jumper or just the wrong thing. And I was like, oh my God, I've worn this. And I always remember you saying, oh, it's mid-season, darling. No one knows what to wear. It's true. It's true. And it, But it was really helpful because it's very easy to think, oh, everyone else has nailed this. And, you know, that's always been a big story for me. Everybody else is great. Everybody else has nailed it. Everybody else knows what they're doing. Everyone else is having a great time. I'm the idiot who hasn't figured it out yet. You know, that was always my story. And just you saying that, I was like, oh, thank God, no one knows what to wear. <laughs> it's not just me. Other people are too hot or too cold or got rained on or wore the wrong shoe or whatever. Um, so that's been, yeah, just a lot of, it's very compassionate. I think that's the biggest change for me, finding a lot of self-compassion. <laughs> Do you have a word or not necessarily a mantra, do you have any words that you're leaning into for this year or this next stage of where you're going that you keep coming back to? So my word for the year that I chose was relax. Because I felt like I spent a lot of, certainly the end of last year, a lot of time worrying. I worried a lot, particularly about money. I was really worrying and worrying and worrying. Mm. And it got me absolutely nowhere. Like it did nothing. It it didn't move things on or help whatsoever. So I was like, okay, well, what's the opposite of worrying? And I thought, well, it's being relaxed, isn't it? It's being relaxed. It's trusting. It's just allowing whatever needs to happen to happen. Um, it's been hard because my default position is to worry. Like, and just worry, worry, worry what might happen. Because that's anxiety, mm. you know, worrying about stuff that isn't happening or hasn't happened yet. Um, and your brain, I mean, that can just go on forever, you know, like, so yeah, relaxing, trying to relax, trying not to worry has been what I've been trying. I don't know how successful I've been. <laughs> but, but it's, it's a good, there. But yeah, but at least it's a good check-in to remind yourself yeah. that relax is your word. And I think 
um if you're listening and you don't have a word for this year now might be a good time to think well what what yeah. word do i want to have for the rest of the year and you can have a word for a season as well yeah. lucy talks about that you know changing your word like now you know so it might have changed from the beginning of the year now we're sort of getting into spring and stuff what was yours uh so my word at the moment is powerful lovely that's the one that i'm really going for i'm like power stepping into power empowerment like that's really where it's taking me i think um yeah, because words that go like gentle and kindness or that's like remit words. They're my go-tos. And confidence. That is something that I, that there's always the, is this going to make me feel more confident? If I'm doing this, is this going to improve my confidence? Because that for me knocks across everything. Yeah. Um, And it's like talking inner confidence and outer confidence. And everything has to come back to that. Yeah. Is this affecting the inner or the outer. And if it's not, then why am I doing it? Mm. And am I obliging? Am I just giving in? And then I'm not nourishing myself. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There good. we are. Good. How's it going? So far, so good. Oh, March good. has been amazing. Yeah. I feel like... Um, We've well, committed. It I've sounds committed. like you've committed I've something. committed. And I did... Um, I did a retreat this month that was about, I went, tried surfing for the first time. I drove for four hours to get to this retreat because I was like, oh, and it, work came in and I almost cancelled. And instead of staying over, I just went there and back in the day. And I met amazing people. I did yoga, which actually, I really enjoyed yoga, but I just put it in this London yoga mm. bubble of just waspy people that were not my kind of people that were ironically not yogi you know like yes. just pretentious yeah. yoga yeah. that's not my vibe um and breath work amazing amounts of breath work that mm. i think i've massively overlooked um yeah it's great and like hot and cold therapy like getting in a sauna getting in an ice bath sauna ice How bath awful. and it's really good for your circulation yeah. <laughs> and really it really cleared my mental fog so i think like if you and maybe feeling like how I have been feeling, my advice is to just put yourself on a self-love journey. Get on like yeah. a train and go, do you know what? This month, yeah, it's all about me. And a month's doable, yeah. isn't it? A month's not forever. No, and you a don't have to do not... it every day. No. Like, you make the rules, babes. Yeah. And also find what works. You know, we were talking about knowing yourself and knowing what works for you. And I, I, actually, I actually thought of you on this retreat, because I've never really done a retreat. I've hosted them. I've worked at them. I've been a speaking head at them. But I've never actually been on a retreat. And I remember you've been on quite like, you've done a few things. Oh, like, yeah. And it, I've done all sorts. I couldn't believe how amazing I felt after it. And like I'd always put that like self-love costing and financial commitment I'd almost put it to the bottom because I was like well I'm already there I'm already like I got a bit smug married with yeah. it um and actually like it was oh god I'd do it again I can't wait to spend my cash on that yes. I don't want to spend my cash like, obviously I want to spend my cash on champagne and shoes but like <laughs> I want to spend my cash on self-love and like improvement and yeah. um making myself feel better yeah and just to say because I've had huge conversations with myself about money um in the last sort of year and you know please don't listen to this thinking oh god i'd love to go on a retreat but i can't so I can't no do anything. yeah of course like it's it is really important to know that that there, there's tons of stuff you can do for free there's tons of stuff you can do for no money and and also you know, like ted talks and like self-improvement yeah. and talks on i watched an amazing ted talk on 
the seven or four different types of relaxation. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know. Just that is a form of nourishment and that's yeah. all free content that's out online. But you can have a change of scene. If you're like, yeah. I need to get out there and I need to do it. There is free stuff. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is stuff you can do and you can just have a change of scene. You can get on a bus, you can get on a train, you can get in the car and just do something else for the yeah. afternoon. And it's ama- I, it always amazes me how much that helps. Um, what a lovely chat lovely what a gorgeous chat um we love you so much thank you for listening and thank you for giving us the opportunity to do this you know thank you for coming with us because you know it's gorgeous that you've always been there on the podcast and it was so amazing when we did do wobble those two series of wobble which you can still listen to like they still exist they're still out there um and it's you know, it was really amazing when you when you came with us on that as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you for for allowing both. Thank you for allowing the fun stuff and the serious. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Stuff. Um, and we love you very much. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.